0: In previous article and podcast episode, we looked at Midworld from 1975, the first standalone novel in Alan Dean Foster's Hugh Manx Commonwealth fictional setting. His next books within that setting were two entries in his Pip and Flink series, but Foster went on to spend much of his time working on novelizations. In particular, he wrote book versions of three hugely important SF films, Star Wars, Alien, and Star Trek The Motion Picture. It was a full five years before Foster wrote another standalone Humax Commonwealth novel, but Cashelow eventually saw release in April 1980. As with Midworld before it, Cashelow is set within Commonwealth space. Of all the standalone novels in the series, it's also the one set latest in the chronology. It's an intriguing science fiction mystery, set on a planet covered almost entirely by a vast and barely explored ocean. This novel is another showcase for Foster's love of travel and knowledge of biology and ecology. Another key theme is the relationship between humans and other intelligent life. In this case, that means a thriving population of cetaceans – whales, dolphins and porpoises – which have been transplanted from distant Earth. The novel is named for its setting, the ocean planet Kashalo, The Commonwealth, a star-faring union of the human and insectoid Thranx species, Designates it a class 9 world. Few humans and barely any Thranks live on Cachalot. The ones that do are based in a small number of floating towns, which they use to extract the raw material for various luxury items, such as fragrances, sold on other Commonwealth worlds. To a large extent, Cachalot is a kind of vast nature reserve. Hundreds of years earlier, most of Earth's remaining cetaceans were evacuated from the planet and transported by starship to Cachalot. There, they've thrived alongside the planet's own vast variety of aquatic life. The inciting incident for the book is the mysterious, sudden and violent destruction of a series of floating towns. These disasters leave behind very little in the way of usable evidence, and no bodies are recovered. Local authorities want to keep the situation under wraps, fearing the commercial implications of a widespread panic. Theories begin to fly. Could the attacks be the work of a previously unknown local creature, of enraged cetaceans, sophisticated human pirates, or even the warlike alien Arn Empire? The main character is Cora Zamantina, a marine biologist with experience on numerous worlds. Together with her teenage daughter Rachel and the oceanographer Pekara Merced, Cora travels to Cachelo, a planet she's never visited before, in order to help explain the attacks. There, the group is joined by local peace forcer, Sam, and later by a pair of talkative, intelligence-enhanced orcas, with whom they can communicate using special headsets. From this point, Cashelow becomes a kind of science fiction detective story, starring the curious combination of three scientists, a cop, and a pair of friendly killer whales. Midworld was essentially a survival story, but Cashelow has a very different feel. Surviving on the planet isn't particularly difficult because of the advanced technology possessed by the characters, including powerful suprafoil surface vessels and gel suits, which allow them to survive underwater for days at a time, if need be. Instead, the emphasis here is on the mystery at the heart of the story. Solving it requires the characters to grapple with Foster's central theme, the difficulty of communicating and establishing trust between different species. Crucially and unusually, Cashelow is mostly about bridging this gap, not between humans and extraterrestrials, but between humans and animals from Earth. From a technological standpoint, it's easy for Cora, Rachel and their allies to speak with orcas, blue whales and dolphins. But to speak and listen is one thing. To be understood and to establish trust is another thing altogether, and without it the characters cannot prevent another deadly attack. The cetaceans living on Cachelo are the descendants of creatures that were ruthlessly exploited and abused by humans on Earth for thousands of years. Whaling and pollution drove these intelligent creatures close to extinction, so it's hardly surprising that many of them want nothing to do with human visitors to their new home. The various species have different attitudes to humans, and have different speech patterns. Transliteration of orca speech, for example, features a lot of repeated consonants. Foster's attention to how the cetaceans view each other is equally fascinating. Many whales, for example, see dolphins as foolish creatures who waste their lives in frivolous play when they should be pondering deep philosophical questions. The interactions between humans and various cetaceans are easily the highlight of Cachelo. The friendly, loyal orca characters, Latahote and her mate Wenko Simansa, are brilliant examples of intelligent animals in science fiction who light up the novel every time they appear. Amusingly, they even give Cora her own orca name, which translates to the one who has to know everything. Presumably the fact that Cora is an anagram of orca was not an accident on Foster's part. Cashelow works very well as a mystery story. Early on, several possible causes of the attacks on towns are raised, and each of them seems deeply plausible at least once. Foster continually keeps the reader guessing, and the final resolution is intriguing and satisfying. The novel's human characters and their interactions aren't particularly strong, but they are likeable and serve to move the story along. What makes Cashelow such an interesting book is its rich themes about communication, trust, ecology and guilt. In the book, Foster raises a range of fascinating questions about how people treat their environment and how they view other forms of intelligence, and about how, and if, they can make up for their past mistakes. While this is, like Midworld, another story set on the fringes of the Humanx Commonwealth, it's also another example of how adaptable and engaging the setting is. It's also further evidence of Foster's many strengths, and an argument that he should be better known. To close up, here's a few extra bits of information about Foster and the novel. The name of the novel and the planet it's set on come from the term cachalot, which is another word for the sperm whale. Foster states that barely any Thranks live on cachalot. This is because, being essentially giant insects, they're extremely poorly adapted for aquatic environments and can easily drown. Most Thranks, Foster states, are terrified of water for this reason. Interestingly, none of the novel's significant characters are white. Intelligence enhanced cetaceans, specifically dolphins, are a major feature of the Uplift series of science fiction novels by David Brin. Cetacean Ops is a feature of Federation starships in Star Trek, which was long talked about but only became canon due to an episode of the animated series Lower Decks in 2021. Happily, much of Foster's work, including Cashalo, has been republished in ebook form by the UK publisher Galantz as part of their SF Gateway range. Foster's full bibliography is available on the Internet Speculative Fiction Database, or ISFDB, and there's also an entry for him in the Encyclopedia of Science Fiction. Lastly, Foster's website is charmingly old-fashioned and contains a lot of information about his work, including the various planets and peoples of the Humanx Commonwealth and beyond. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can find more of my writing in text and audio form at my site andyjohnson.xyz You can also find me on Twitter at andyjohnsonuk and you can support me at patreon.com andyjohnson. Catch you next time.